Hey, I'm Joe Bob Briggs, and you're listening to today's Boondoggle with Bailey and Cavan Dom- Domain Cleveland Radio. Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information, and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Bill Bailey with today's Boondoggle on Domain Cleveland Radio. And I got on the phone with me uh, some gentlemen from the great state of Texas and the band Rabid Flesh Eaters. Um, Guys, you want to go ahead and introduce yourselves and uh, what you do with the band? Sure. My name is Mike Taylor, and I play guitar. My name is Ricky Wilson, and I'm the vocalist. Awesome, awesome. So, uh, yeah, what's life? We, we were talking a little bit before we got started, but I, I knew that the conversation was going to get there, so I figured let's get it recorded. Uh, what's life been like in, in uh, Texas during this uh, coronavirus? Oh, man, we're going stir-crazy like everybody else, uh, locked down. But, you know, I don't think we've had it as bad as, uh, you know, some places, though. All right. No, yeah. People are walking around with masks, huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, Slipknot's going to be thinking everybody's moving in on their gimmick or something, right? <laughs> right, yeah. It's like some out of a movie, horror movie or something. But uh, I mean, I was reading something. I guess your uh, uh, who? What's their governor? Uh, Greg Abbott. I guess is, is uh, getting ready to open you guys back up there soon, though, right? Yeah, he's slowly opening up businesses. Um, starting today. As a matter of fact. Great. So, how would you say he's handled things down there for you guys? I don't know. Uh, we'll, we'll see. You know. One thing's one thing's for sure. You can always count on politicians to screw things up. Yeah, the government in general, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I I I up here in Ohio, and uh, our governor, I think, has handled it well and very very cautious and stuff. But you know, is that every day the reporting comes back and the numbers that they predicted aren't aren't there? You know, and uh, and probably because mm-hmm. a lot of us have been following the order, staying in, which, which is great. You know, but at the same time, you know, uh, the if the economy doesn't get back together, I mean, I believe we'll be living in worse conditions than, uh, you know, worrying about a virus. Right. You know? Right. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. But what have you guys been doing down there to try and keep busy and, and not lose your mind during all this? Writing all kinds of music. We've got like a whole punk album together, too, now. Seems like. <laughs> nice. Yeah, you can and have Ricky's an anthology got, going, right? Yeah, Ricky's what? got a album. You got a what? <laughs> well, I, I just do, uh, I, I play songs, acoustic songs, make up uh, um, little stories, tales. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I've been working with a buddy of mine. We've been just doing a bunch of, you know, the COVID-19 uh, uh inspired music you know i know everybody's gonna jump <laughs> on that but it's like i might as well make a song about it i gotta wear a mask to the grocery store you know <laughs> just <Yeah. laughs> 
Yeah, everybody's come over there. Let me lose that one. I saw a video by a band called COVID-19 from yep. Russia. <laughs> yeah, everybody's going to jump onto it, man. I'm waiting for Weird Al uh-huh. out, you know, with the, <laughs> the pandemic uh, <laughs> coverage. But uh, uh, I know Flo White's got some stuff coming out. You guys should check him out. It's it's pretty entertaining. Sure. Uh, this guy, Flo White, he's uh, he does kind of like Weird Al. Puts out a lot of parody. Oh, really? Some good uh, music that, uh, um, yeah, okay. it, it's definitely good stuff. But anyway, we're not here to Make talk you. about flow. I know we got. We're here to talk about <laughs> what's going on with uh, the rabid flesh eaters. And uh, yeah, I, I, did you get? Were you guys like? Did you have any uh, tours lined up or anything that had to get canceled or shows and stuff? Yeah, yeah. We yeah, had, we had several album, shows. Album release shows set up that uh, you know we're disappointing that got canceled but you know i'm sure things will get rescheduled along with one event that was an event to um uh remember bruce corbett and uh you know try to you know maybe benefit uh, his family as well but uh hopefully that'll all get rescheduled yeah well, right. i wanted to ask you guys about uh you know what it was like uh when with working with uh the late bruce corbett and uh and I mean, from what uh, rigor mortis and war beast, right? Yeah. Um, basically, I, you know, I've known Bruce forever. I went to school with him, and uh, you know, um, actually used to jam in a band with him a long, long time ago. But uh, you know, I've seen his full career, and you know, uh, and uh, seen his growth as as a musician, and uh, it was pretty incredible. And one day I was at his house and played uh, some of the songs that we've been recording. You know, there weren't any vocals on them or anything yet. And one song that he really dug the riff on, um, I, for some reason, I, yeah, I just said, do, do, you, do you feel like singing on that one? And he said yes. So I was kind of blown away. And uh, ever since then, uh, it was, uh, you know, he did a, an incredible job and, uh, you know, worked with Ricky. He actually said that was one of the things on his bucket list was to uh, sing a song, record a song with Rabbit Flesh Eaters. Nice. Wow. Yeah. That, so I he mean, actually made it happen. Yeah. Getting the rub, man, from a legend. It's awesome. Yeah, he, uh, yeah. he, he passed on a few uh, tips and pointers to Ricky also while they were in the studio. And, uh... Yeah, a few, couple of small things that you know, little things that you wouldn't think that kind of make a cool little sound, you know, a little difference. And we also, you know, there's a song on, um, well, RFE that Bruce, the song that Bruce sang on, he did some, um, breathing in it, some air, you know, like you can hear him breathing and people don't know that that's Bruce breathing into the microphone. Kind of ambient noise in the background that you hear in certain spots. Yeah. Uh, sweet, sweet. Check that one out. Um, yeah. And then you guys also did some past work with uh, uh, Mike um, as well. Scotia. Yeah. Yeah. Right. He actually went to the same high school as uh, Bruce and I and uh, known him forever and, uh, you know, basically uh, learned how to play guitar from him and, um uh, for some reason, that was a similar story. One day, I just asked him if he would produce, you know, our album that we were recording, and 
He said yes. And uh, when I asked him why, he said because nobody had ever asked him to do that before. So <laughs> that was pretty incredible. And then, uh, you know, he also played a guitar solo on uh, the song Lycanthrope off our last album. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's great when uh, artists like to give back, you know, pay it forward. Um, uh, you know, just uh, yeah. some of their, their experience share that with the others and and then you guys get to a position you do the same you know yeah i guess the lesson for me was that you know you never know what's possible if you don't ask you know it's never going to happen if you don't ask so sometimes just asking for something that's crazier you know you never would have thought of before it pay off yeah it's true man don't be afraid you know Uh, we got to break break out of that fear and and what's the worst that's going to happen they'll say no you know it's yeah. it's kind of yeah. kind of like that girl you like in high school or whatever. Ah, maybe I shouldn't. I don't know. She'll never say yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's rolling your dice, rolling dice. Got to man. That's how you live. Keep stepping out of that uh-huh. comfort zone. That's so, right. So speaking of the uh, uh, lycanthrope uh, video or, or song, I was checking out the video and I was uh, curious, like, where did you guys film that at? Um, the well, video. Yeah. Yeah. That. The- that video was uh, done by the guys at Cyclonus Video, and the story behind that was one day um, they asked me if we wanted to, you know, uh, contribute some uh, music toward a video, and it happened to be right on Mike Scotch's birthday, and we were thinking of Mike, you know, missing him, and uh, the one song that he produced and played on was Lycanthrope, so that I thought of that song, and uh, then uh, we all came up with the whole, you know, uh, werewolf theme for the video and uh, basically uh, it went well and it, i know it was confusing to everybody because it was a new video for an old song off of yeah, that album yeah. and we were launching the out al- the new album with that too so that kind of confused everybody but uh it took so long to get that one out because basically i had to pay for it yeah who did like the special uh, effects and everything yeah, that that was the guys at Cyclonus. Uh, you know, do, they did great work. They also yeah, they did, did really uh, good. Uh, they uh, they did the video for the fall as well, and uh, um. and the fall was shot in Deep Ellum in Dallas. Okay. Uh, in between some buildings and you know and, under a bridge and pretty cool. Yeah, it's amazing. Where uh, I mean, like technology is today too for for creating stuff i mean you could do a lot of things on iphones and stuff that look like professionally done yeah now we found some guys you know some homeless guys that were actually on bath salt at the time so we hired them to be in the video and they just acted like themselves Hey, well, I'm sure they're happy to get fed or whatever, get a couple bucks for <laughs> troubles, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. So um, a question for both you guys. Um, when did you know that you wanted to play music? Like, how old were you when you first started getting into music? And well, I, I wanted to play music since I was a little kid. I grew up around it. You know, I had a father that had a band ever since I could remember. And um, they practiced in the kitchen or in the dining room, you know, a lot. And sometimes they had parties and they, you know, rock out. And so all through the years, I always grew up around music. 
So I always knew I was going to play. It's just a matter of time, you know. Yeah, what was your dad's band's name? Oh, they were called the Night Owls back then. And what there was nobody popular. They're just, you know. They just love jamming yeah. together and getting out, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah, just friends jamming, you know. Playing music. And then how about... Yeah, cool. Well, with me, uh, I'll, as far back as I can remember, I was playing guitar since I was little, and everybody in the family would want me to play different things like gospel tunes or... My uncle wanted me to play the the Marine uh, Corps hymn, you know, and nice. uh, you know, uh, other people wanted me to play Elvis stuff. And I think maybe when I was like twelve or thirteen, I heard Jimi Hendrix, and that bent my musical taste in a harder, heavier, heavier, faster, more challenging direction. And uh, you know, basically, uh, it was all downhill from there. <laughs> so uh, down and underground. Who were some of the the uh, artists that you guys were listening to growing up? I mean, you just mentioned hearing Jimi Hendrix and stuff, but were there yeah. any bands that you well, guys like were really into? Yeah, our influences are Black Sabbath, Motorhead, Slayer. Slayer, Metallica first came out, you know, Kill 'Em All. I actually kind of like the Shout Out the Devil Monica when it first came out. Oh, yeah. It's completely different. It's like, wow, yeah, who the hell is that? Yeah. Well, that's some pretty cool songs on that album. I remember getting that tape. Yeah, remember the cassette tape? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Shout of the devil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was, you know, back then, Thin Lizzy, uh, Monica, well, not really Monica, that album, and then Slayer, Metallica, and Exodus, and, you know, Motorhead. It was on, Ozzy. Nice. Music was coming alive back then. And what about you, Mike? Um, well, my taste kind of ran harder, heavier, and darker. And um, basically bands like Venom, you know, and uh, I really liked a lot of, uh, you know, things like Napalm Death and then, you know. Yeah, I like that too. I did all that, all that shit. Um, hey, Palm, um, King Diamond, Marshall Fate. Was yeah, I, I kind of really enjoy like the uh, the German guitarists like Michael Schenker and Uli John Ross. Ah, there you go. Old Scorpions, UFO. Oh yeah. And then, um, do you, uh, Mike, when what? What influenced you then towards towards guitar when you first started getting into music? I mean, you were saying uh, just well, sitting around with the family that. and yeah, I think at a really young age. You know, I can't remember how young I was. Maybe you know eight or nine, something like that. And uh, you know, so you know, technically playing when I finally was able to play it was just kind of you know being able to play wasn't uh, you know something I even thought about. I was just able to do it. And um, it was just a matter of developing taste. And, and my advice for everybody is to listen to as much music as possible. Of course. It more, makes you a more well-rounded musician. And if you feel something you really like and you feel like you're playing air guitar to it or something, that's where it starts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, can you remember, like, or, or uh, 
who would you say like is your all-time favorite riff beast? My favorite what? Riff beast. Riff beast, like guitar player that can really rip oh. the. Well, uh, I'd have to say Mike Scotia, you know. And you got to see him, like, how many times would you say perform with, were you? Um, so many I can't even count, you know. Basically, uh, uh, a lot of what he did was, you know, uh, you know, he just evolved as a musician and, uh, you know, he was able to play. He could, he could play anything, really. You know, any style, and he ended up being a, you know, the primary clinician for Gibson guitars, and uh, you know, in ministry and rigor mortis at the same time. Yeah, and did you guys like ever get a chance? Uh, I mean, I know you got to work with him and stuff, but did you ever get a chance to like uh, play a show with him or anything? Oh yeah, Mike, Mike played for Rigor Mortis whenever Scotia died. He was he was the well, guitar player. They retired the name Rigor Mortis, and basically, huh? we we did a tribute uh, called the Scotianators. You know, it was a um, a benefit for uh, you know Mike's family, and that evolved into Wizards of Gore, the U.S. Huh? Texas version, and um, which was a great movie, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and uh, you know. Oh, that's cool. So what's on the horizon for uh, the Rabbit Flesh Eaters? As soon as, uh, well, I mean, you guys uh, obviously working on new music and stuff, but as soon as, like, things open up, what do you guys got planned? What are you looking forward to? Support uh, this album and, uh, you know, ideally maybe start off with a little, you know, Texas uh, regional thing from Dallas-Fort Worth down to Austin and San Antonio and back to Houston and maybe El Paso and then uh, think about heading out of Texas. Right. In the meantime, we're working on a whole nother set, you know, on another album. Hopefully we get that in the works pretty soon. Great. After this, you know, after a while riding on this album, launch the next one. Hello, and thanks for listening to today's Boondoggle. And now, for your listening pleasure, Florence Whitingale presents his latest epoch.
this muzzle this hound up I got ticks the size of a dime They're crawling up and down my spine You best chain this hound up You best lock this dog up I've been howling at that moon I'm always looking for that doggy poon You better chain this hound up You best muzzle this mud up I feel so safe and secure Every time I hear that kitty purr You better chain this dog up You best lock this hound up Come on! guys uh some of the questions i asked uh my guests whenever i have mine here is there a song that uh you we were talking about how feeling feeling music you know that song that had you playing air guitar and stuff like that a type of song like that that has inspired you in life is there one song in particular that you can name 
It's like, man, that's my go-to song whenever I'm feeling down or whatever. Yeah, for me, it's N.I.B. by Black Sabbath. N.I.B. Oh, shit. And how about you, Ricky? I think, uh, you know, what I'd, I like to listen to is um, I like to go to Anesthesia Pulling Teeth. That bass solo when that drums kicks in, it just does something to me. It does something for me. The whole thing. That's a good one. Um, oh, yeah. it's a lot in it. Now, is there a favorite place that you've ever visited? Hmm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> uh, I, uh, the Alamo in San Antonio. Oh, yeah. It was some good time. yeah it's a whole other story, though. But uh, That's a hard one to answer. D- deep in the heart of Texas. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, just like any place that you've been to or just like even at maybe as a kid or something that was just like, man, I'll just I'll never those memories will never leave me. Oh, yeah, there's a, I went to Jamaica one time, Negro, Jamaica, and that was that's a long, wild, crazy story. So that had to be it for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did uh, 20 years in the Navy. That's a so movie. Hit some places like that and probably similar stories. Awesome. Well, thank, thanks for your service. Oh, right thank, on. You, thank you. Um, and then is there a band that you've had that you can name that you said you think you've had the most fun with, like on the road, uh, doing any of the tours or favorite travel companions? Oh, um, it's probably Warby's. Yeah. It doesn't a lot of traveling with them and rigor mortis. Yeah. You know, so we usually travel around with. So a lot of good times touring. with those guys. Yeah, yeah. Teaching you the ropes and everything. Uh-huh. That's what happened, too. Bruce usually always was right there giving me pointers and stuff when I'm on stage. Hey, could they pull me off the side of the stage? Hey, do this, this, and that. <laughs> That's great, man, when you had... Uh, yeah. able to take you under their wing, man, and mentor you. Yeah, that's exactly what he did too. You know, he's in the he was actually in the process of doing that. And Scott, he was in the process of doing that too as well. Hey, that's depressing. Oh man, I'm sorry. <laughs> Damn. But you know, they, they, actually, they were. Just, just remember, get into a place, get you know, get into a place where you pass it forward, man. Learn that's how you best uh, honor the memory, I guess, right? Pass that's it. it. That's it. Uh huh. Um, that's it. Can you guys name uh, three people who've uh, inspired you, or you can credit for making you the the people you are today? I think it sounds like you already named two of them. As far as the music. Uh, just for singing, as, yeah. as the type of, uh, just as a as a person. Well, I can tell you, as being a musician, um, it was Bruce Corbett, a guy named Scott Turner, Van Blockham, and um, Phil and Samo really inspired me. You know, as far as a person, there's really you know not many people that inspired me as a person. How about you, Mike? Yeah, I guess. Maybe Mr. Peppermint. 
clearly it would be, you know, Mike Scott and Bruce Corbett and uh, then, uh, you know, Tony Iommi. Great. Um, now here's one for you guys. This is one of my favorites to ask, and I always get pretty interesting answers. Favorite toy as a child and why? Man, it was a baby gun, so I could shoot birds and shoot, uh, <laughs> shoot windows and stuff. Shoot people walking by when they can't see me. Just don't shoot your eye out, right? <laughs> Slingshots, violent toys. Yeah, for me, it'd have to be the the guitar. Oh yeah, yeah. You started young, so even you had a toy one, and then moved on to the real thing, huh? Yep. <laughs> Great. Uh-huh. Now, do you guys got a favorite wrestler? Oh, the wrestlers! My my favorite. The my favorites were the the Freebirds. Oh, so you say that Terry Gordy and yeah, Michael. We partied with those. Hayes. They're gigantic people. You guys got to party with go down Bad Street USA with uh, Michael Hayes. Yeah, and sitting in an apartment drinking with him one time, and uh, our drummer at the time said, "Oh, wrestling's all scripted. It's it's not real." Michael Hayes got up, walked over to the wall, and slammed his head through a piece of sheetrock, and said, "Does that look real to you?" <laughs> <laughs> <That's> awesome, great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I figure you know with. Uh, Texas is either the Freebirds or the Von Erichs, right? Yeah, yeah the Von Erichs, yeah. The Von Erichs. The they used to put on the best fireworks show at Grapevine Lake. I don't know. On the 4th of July. So, yeah, there's some more good childhood memories, huh? Hell yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right, well, yeah, you guys already had said thank you to me, but uh, a- any message that you want to send out to our military members that are currently serving overseas? Hey, thanks for doing uh, what you do, and you, uh, you know, make it possible for the rest of us to, uh, you know, enjoy the freedoms that we still have left. That's it. You got it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Awesome. Please come back safe. Great, guys. Hey, thanks a lot uh, for the time and uh, and the interview. And uh, where can people that want to check out some of your music and stuff, where would you uh, recommend they go to to hear well, it or purchase it and whatever? The best place for us right now is Bandcamp. Rabid Flesh Eaters on Bandcamp. And... Uh, got uh you know all the music and merch up and then uh you know stay in touch with you know the facebook page i guess is a good way to know what what else is going on and uh you know thank you bill yeah thanks awesome and uh one last favor before uh, i let you guys go um could you guys do a promo id for the radio show sure it what do we say? Just basically, just introduce yourselves, and then uh, you're listening to today's boondoggle. Today's boondoggle. Yep. Okay, I'm gonna do it real quick. 
This is Ricky Wilson of the Rabbit Flesh Eaters, and you're listening to today's Boondoggle. Awesome. Hey, guys, thanks a lot. Uh, stay safe. Hey, let, let, me, let me do one for you. Yeah, yeah, uh, there you go. Hey. <laughs> this is Mike Taylor from the Rabbit Flesh Eaters, and you're listening to today's Boondoggle with Bill Bill. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Thanks a lot, guys. Appreciate it. Uh, I don't know, you know, sometimes, you know, I don't know, like, who's the boss, you know, so I didn't mean to cut you off there, Mike, but uh, glad I got both of you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You guys uh, be safe, and uh, hopefully uh, you'll make it up to Cleveland sometime. Yeah, we'll be uh, looking looking you up. Sounds good. All right, take care. You too, thank you.
Brought to you by today's Boondoggle. a mosquito trip when we went down there they made us re redo the tents because ours was fucked up yeah the commander of the ninth fleet flying over in his helicopter and he, oh my god and, yeah and, and everybody all, had to the, move all their, the tents are like you know they had to be moved like two feet and here's our tent oh, yeah, and they had to two. Move <laughs> no i take it back it was more like that yeah right because <laughs> we weren't going to stay in it anyway <laughs> and he's flying over who's that that's kind of fun. Your people got to change Remember that. Remember that time? Oh, sure. uh, look at that. Yeah, right. We have a great if they followed our van to the Conquistador. Uh, we never put a ton up before in our lives. <laughs> like, Tim, remember that when we were in Puerto Rico and we had to start tearing the tents down? And what? that chief comes up to me and goes, hey, if I don't get some help from you guys or get some money, he says, I'm going to hand you guys. Remember that? What was that one guy's name that was Al's buddy? And he sucked his way into where he didn't have to do nothing on the island. He stayed in a conics box the whole time. We're just showing up to get the checked in and we're out of here. He comes up and he's got all this potato chips and pop for us. He goes, hey, man, I got you guys something. And we were pissed at him anyway. And I go, hey, guess what? You're tapped off. You're gonna go and you're gonna start helping tear these damn tents down. He goes, wait a minute, man. He said, I just brought you all those potatoes. I said, yeah, thanks. It sounds like me, but you were pointing. You know, no. I've never put one up, and they're, and they're like, you're in charge of this. I've never done this in my life. It looks good until you look from a helicopter. Uh, no, it, it looks good, but you're not fucking doing it. Everything's askew. <laughs> they, they had a bunch of little E2s, E3s, fucking putting this thing up, and we've never done it. I'm trying to figure this out how to put that on. Up like, what the fuck? We're, we're like, we, we did it. And the thing's like... <laughs> It was before cell phones and YouTube, so we had nothing to follow, you know? I remember when uh, when we finally moved into Tent City, and the, 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 CB, the CB commander was just a complete dick. And for some reason, he had a serious heart on So he was assigning duties. He was a lieutenant commander. And he was going through his roster, and he looks at me, and he points his finger, and he says, and you are doing the mid-watch on blah, 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 blah. Okay, so I was, I was in the radio room sitting around with three guys, nothing happening, you know. It's like, this doesn't suck. Okay, got it. And the CEO or the Commodore came in and started giving me shit again, and I explained my situation to him. He was like, okay, that doesn't sound so horrible. That's not the story I heard. We'll make it right. Somebody will get back with you. We'll make it right to you. Great, sir. I'm just taking care of my dudes, man. That's all I'm doing. Taking care of my crew. And if, if we can do that... We're all here serving time. Yeah. <laughs> but then he wanted to reactivate me. Court-martial. Court-martial, yeah. And thank you for listening to another story time from the VFW Hall, brought to you by Today's Boondoggle.
Thank you for tuning into this week's edition of today's Boondoggle. Domain Cleveland Entertainment is a veteran-owned and operated entertainment cornucopia of nonsensical shenanigans. You can find interesting interviews, music news, entertainment information and just about everything else in between. Thank you again for tuning into the show here at Domain Cleveland.